Merry Christmas. I don't know about you, but this Christmas has seemed just a little odd. I don't know if it's the timing of everything that we're here on a Monday and not kind of during the week. Or maybe it was that school went to the 22nd. Or maybe it's that yesterday was the fourth Sunday in Advent. It just all kind of jumbled together for me. And so what is it for you that signals the season? Now I know it's the season of Advent and so uh, we expectantly await today as we celebrate Christ's birth. But in this season we all have triggers that, that kind of signal that it's, it's that time. For some people it, it may be Retail stores. Now, if that's you, I'm sorry August is a little early uh, to start thinking about Christmas. But some, it might be song. Something they hear on the radio or something that you pull out. Uh, For me, it happens to be Dave Matthews' Christmas song, right? Once I hear that or start playing that, I know, okay, we have hit the season. And for a lot of people... It's the movies, right? It is the movies that kind of form our season. And it might look something like Macaulay Culkin, right? Or Elf. Or A White Christmas. As I think about all those stories, I think of the storyline and how amazing it is that in each of these stories, you see a dysfunctional family or dysfunctional relationship. And at some point, there's this turning point where grace and reconciliation are connected into those main characters. Right? If you think about Home Alone, it's when the shovel hits the bad guys, right? That's a, a moment of grace. Not expected, but given. And so I want to look at the Christmas story that way. And not this, a Christmas story, but the Christmas story. And as we look at that story, I think we see the original plot line for all of those movies. As we look at Jesus' birth. In Matthew 1, it starts out with, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And listen to some of the names that are in here. Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Do you know what happened in that family tree? It goes all over the place, right? You have Ruth. Man, the grief that Ruth must have had. Losing everyone she cared about. You've got David was the father of Solomon, who was the mother of whose mother had been Uriah's wife. What a story of a king who made a mistake. And then you have names like Uzziah. And in Isaiah 6, we read, In the year that King Uzziah died, And that's a signal that the fall is coming. Not the fall in the the weather, 
but the fall of the kingdom. And then you have names like Azar, who we know nothing about other than he's listed here one time in the Bible. And then you have, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. You see, Jesus' family line is filled with all kinds of different people who were having all kinds of different life experiences. And, and some of them did really great things, like Josiah is in that list, and he's that teenage king who brought back the word of God. But then you have others who were blatantly disrespectful of everything that God had. And yet he worked through them, because God is a God of grace. And so through that line of people you wouldn't expect because they didn't have perfect lives. Actually, they were imperfect and need, needed the grace that God had for them. He brings us Jesus. And in a most unexpected way, in the, the guest room, lying in a manger, which is not where we would expect a king, we get the story of grace coming for his family line, but not just for that, for us as well. And so as we think about the story of Christmas and we think about Jesus and his birth, we think of today. And oftentimes that's where we leave it, or you might extend it a day or two with family celebrations, right? And again, this year has caught people off guard because some of us have forgotten that we have to go back to work on Tuesday, tomorrow. But the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus' grace, his incarnation, him coming to earth, doesn't just stop. Here on Christmas Day, it continues on, and that's exactly what the writer of Hebrews is talking about. He says that, yes, Jesus was there, but, but he has spoken. He has spoken to us in these days. That grace that came with Jesus in that manger extends out beyond just his family line. And just the people he was connected to in the first century and into our lives. And we can see what kind of grace that is as we look at his birth and the people who came to see him. They were uh, shepherds running from a field. They were kings on their way to try and find the newborn king who would save the world, high and low and everywhere in between. That's who Jesus came for. And as we start to see his story play out, we see that he's not afraid to go where people might not expect him to go. or He's not afraid to reach out into the untouchables. So the people who were 
unclean, according to the religious leaders. The people who uh, may not have had a story that everyone wanted to share. But that's who we came for. In the midst of all of the, the neediness that they had, he came and he touched them. And a lot of them he actually physically touched. And within that, his grace was there. And then he, he came to his disciples and he changed their story as well. And we see that enacted right before he is arrested and he gives them this sacrament. He gives himself to them in a new way. Not in the old way of the Passover, but in a new way. He says, I am here for you. This little baby who is the savior of the world is here for all of us. His love and his forgiveness are there from the very beginning. From the beginning of time, actually. And in the beginning of the Christmas story, and they continue on into our lives now, bringing us a hope for tomorrow. Whether that's Tuesday and you're having to go back to work, or that's an everlasting life, there is a hope for tomorrow. Now, we have been in a a reading plan over this last year that has taken us through the New Testament. And we have made our way from Matthew, starting with even just these verses on the lineage of Jesus, where we see his family line that's not perfect. Actually, some of those people look a lot like we do with their shame and their grief And all kinds of other things that they had going on in their lives. And we've made our way through the gospel to hear about Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And then we've made our way through all of the letters. And we find ourselves in Revelation. And at the end of the story... And the story doesn't end here, right? It continues on for us. And actually, if you're a member, it will continue on in January as we look at Old Testament characters and and, uh, different ways throughout the year next year. But this reading plan, as we finish it, it ends with these words... Here, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. See, there's that grace again coming into the story. You see, as the story continues... It continues with that grace, that undeserved gift that we have received, not only from a babe in a manger, but it continues, it continues to be given in our lives. 
And so as we go from here, knowing what Jesus' life means for us, my hope is that you can go into your celebrations of the day, that you can go into celebrating a newborn king, remembering that you are covered in grace, and that you can go into the next year remembering that that grace actually means something in your life, and that as you live that grace out, you become hands and feet of Jesus to the people around you. And so that story continues on, not just in words, not just in the letters, but in the life of Jesus that shine through you as you receive that grace and you show that to others. And my hope is that your year is filled with opportunities to share that grace, not because you have to, because that grace shines so brightly through you, because you know the newborn king. Amen. Amen.